Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome to Don't Miss This. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. I think I said that out of order. That's why it felt a little bit funny. (laughs) Welcome to Don't Miss This again. All right, y'all. First, we hope you loved all things. What? Easter. (laughs) Easter. General Conference. And the field trip last week, which we'll kind of talk about a little bit today because we'll get into it. And also, you may have seen um, on our stories or just around everywhere on the Googles and the World Wide Webs because everybody <laughs> wants to be talking about this, which is why we're wearing these so matching fun. sweatshirts right now. They're We've from, never been uh, matching before. Is it showing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, from The Chosen, um, which debuted season two on Easter Sunday. So if you have not had a chance to see that, um, actually, if you haven't had a chance to see season one, you're extra lucky because yes. now you get to watch all of season one and you don't even have to wait for season two. Because the rest of us have been waiting 25 years for season two to come out. <laughs> now it's finally here. And um, we'll have for sure a link to the trailer. Um, we're going to try and put it at the end of this video. We don't know if we can. How to or whatever. Um, but but we'll links and you're just... Anyways. And we love this quote. Let's tell this quote oh. that we love so much. This is from Mary Magdalene. It's one of the best parts of season one. And we got these because they introduced this new sweatshirt and it had... This was both of our favorite quote when yeah, we saw we the show. Yeah, we loved it so, so much when we saw the show. So it's so fun. It says, I was one way, and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. Oh, I just want to get a little teary right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part so much. Um, but such a great show for introducing you to just the humanity and the compassion of Jesus Christ and looking at it in a really... Just an amazing way. So it's a group of people, an interfaith group of inner inner <laughs> people who are working on the project, which we love. Um, there are Latter-day Saints working on the project. Uh, traditional Christians are working on the project. They've got some Jewish scholars working on the project. So it's just a fun collaboration of a bunch of people working to bring a little bit more goodness into the world. So yeah, and maybe a lot of goodness. Yes. One and one of the things that you, I mean, maybe if you've been with us for a while, you'll know one thing that we love about it is it focuses on the stories of people. So this line is so powerful in the show because it's like, oh, here is a, a woman who is rediscovering, well, meeting Jesus for the first time. Mm-hmm. That's a phrase we've talked about recently that. We love the idea of this show, helping people to rediscover who he is and the personal relationships and um, where he comes into people's stories is is such a powerful depiction. And it just, you, we're watching it happen right yeah. here. And so you'll see it on there and you just need to imagine that that same Jesus who came into people's stories in the New Testament is the same Jesus who's coming into people's stories here in this dispensation also and we so, love these verses um, or these chapters for that reason that you're going to watch them intersect all through scripture today and we're going to point that out to you as we go along because we just love when you see the gospel playing out in dis- in different dispensations and what yeah. that looks like and um what was i just thinking about the fact that oh just it seems like this the theme 
of season two. The first season was kind of introducing Jesus and it ends at the beginning of his ministry. But then you start seeing a theme, at least in the trailer, where it's like, okay, there is a cause that I am establishing and I'm inviting you to be a part of it. And today is all about that, these chapters where all of a sudden there is this call that comes mm-hmm. from him. Um, and, and it's interesting what the call actually is what they think it is initially, and what it actually ends up being. And it just helps. I think it just leaves you and I, all of us thinking, what is his call to me today? So if you lived in Section 37 land back way back then, remember we took you to Ohio during our field trip last week. So you haven't seen that. Go back and see that and you can picture this port where everybody is going to be coming into Ohio. But we did it... um, kind of talking about the missionaries who traveled through Ohio. Remember that group of missionaries going out to the Lamanites um, and they stopped in the Kirtland, Ohio area. And all of a sudden, all of these converts um, started gathering to the fold there in the Kirtland area. And eventually you had more members of the kingdom in Kirtland than you had in New York. So that's kind of what is happening right now. And Joseph... um, in that book, I thought that was interesting that maybe that the trigger was um, his mom saying um, there was leadership needed in Ohio. And maybe Joseph was wondering, but we don't know what the initial question is, but he has a question and he goes and the answer is section 37. And it's so short and so shocking <laughs> <laughs> and with hardly any detail at all. And you just have to remember how young the church is right now. And that usually a church was just established in a community and it had its own preacher and its own people and you kind of just stayed in that little place. Um, It wasn't like there was more than one church in different places, I don't think, historically back then. That your your little preacher and your community and your the place you attended church at, it just kind of stayed the same. So I think it was surprising when all of a sudden 37 verse 1 tells us, um, go to the Ohio, he tells them. And we love that he calls it the, the. Ohio. Don't you want to call it that forever? Yes, I'm from the Utah, um, <laughs> the Texas. So that's really short. You see it's just four verses long. And it's just like, okay. And there's little hints in there about why that we're going to get to in just a second. But end of verse one, because of the enemy and for your sakes, which I think is a powerful principle about God that everything he commands and asks and inspires us to do is is to escape the power of the enemy and for our sakes. Mm, that's like, so good. We know it, even if we don't know how or why it's going to work. Like We can be sure that that is, that is true. I love in verse 2 also, remember we told you before, don't forget about the Colesville saints. Do you remember when we talked about that when we were at Father Knight's home and just that group of saints, we're going to watch them through these chapters. So you kind of want to keep a hold of that memory of them. But I love this part when he says to Joseph, don't go to Ohio until you have preached my gospel in these parts and have strengthened up the church wherever it is right now here. Like you need to do that first before you go. Make sure everyone's strong. And then I love this line and more especially in Colesville, which right off the bat you think, oh, why? Because do they need strengthening? Like is something gone wrong in Colesville? And I love when he says, behold, they pray unto me in much faith. And I just love the thought that when you are 
that group of people who is just remaining strong no matter what is happening. You're ready to do whatever the prophet asks and that they're just praying in faith to build the kingdom and be a little bit better every single day. And I love that the Lord is like, make sure you go and just check in with that group. I love the thought of that, of that being remembered in their faith. Um, so you see in verse three that it says it's expedient or needed or important that they should assemble together at the Ohio, which is a synonym for gather. So that is the word that we generally use right now, but it's the concept that's being introduced for the first time right here is this idea of gathering. Now, something that is really interesting and intriguing here. Oh, let's do verse four and then I'll, we'll talk about that. But verse four is like, this is wisdom. But now the implications are, let every person choose for themselves. So there is a call from him. There is a reason for it. He's about to get into some more. But now the implications is, okay, you actually get to choose whether you are going to gather um, or not. And we're going to watch what that choice looks like individually for a lot of people as we go through these sections, which I love because I love just seeing how do people respond and, and how are they going to react to this call from the Lord through his prophet to do something really hard. And just to imagine that like we'll, we'll talk about individual people, but it's also like, you know, I just don't think you want to group all people together. Like here's the good guys and here mm -hmm. are the bad guys, but everybody has a different story. Yeah. And everyone's so complicated in, in their decision making and it's just... It's, it's neat to imagine individual people struggling and wrestling with the call from the Lord like we all do today. And it's so interesting, too, that this is kind of rocked a lot of boats when it came. Everyone was like, wait, what? Right. Um, it's four verses. That's yeah, it. It was just like, hey, get. the Lord says go to the Ohio, the end. And you're like, <laughs> like today? Or like, what do we do with our farms? <laughs> Where are we going to be when we get there? And just what's all the these Ohio? And... <laughs> Um, it's so interesting because as you study section 38, it tells you that they called together a conference and Joseph stood up and he just said to the Lord, okay, everybody wants to know why and where and what is happening. And this revelation, section 38, came in that conference. He just started speaking, this is what the Lord wants to tell you, which I think must have been a remarkable experience. We will have just come off of General Conference. Um, when you watch this. We're yeah. recording it the, just days before, and you'll watch it just days after it happens. And it just makes me think, well, we have an experience like this. We have in previous conferences where the prophet is like, this is what I need you to do, and this will be the promises if you follow through on it. And, and I want to think to myself, what's our invitation going to be? And what's our promise if we follow that invitation going to be and how many of us will actually engage in that invitation in the next six months and interesting to go back and think six months ago there was an invitation given and several like six and how many of us actually like followed through yeah. on it and and to realize that as we're looking at these people who are going to be affected that even today we receive invitations from conference through prophetic witnesses and um, sometimes even we still are like, I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. So interesting. Which makes this section really powerful because I love, there's kind of two, a couple parts to it. One, he's going to explain, this is why I want you to do this. Um, 
But first, it starts off with who is asking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a great reminder to come back to, particularly because it seems like most of the time when there's a call from the Lord, there's also confusion like and, and just a lot of unknown. Now, if you're watching this, uh, which you are, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and if you live in 2021, which you do, which you, do. <laughs> um, you are going to see some things in this section that are going to play out later on. Um, you're going to see a lot of temple themes in in this section and you're and you're gonna like start like ah i see what's happening but try and put yourself in their shoes for a second to realize this is the first time that they're kind of hearing some of these concepts in fact one of those concepts that is just barely been introduced to them is the concept of zion joseph has just barely finished receiving as he's working on the translation of the bible moses chapter 7 which is a chapter about enoch and the city of Enoch. It's it's a hundred some odd verses that are not in the book of Genesis about the gathering to this place and that place becoming a holy place and taken into the presence of God. So this these revelations are coming right, I mean, right on the heels of him receiving and the church being introduced to the concept of gathering of Israel, of Zion, of you know, a covenant promised people. And that will not leave for the rest of of Joseph's ministry. And as you know, from President Nelson's ministry, mm-hmm. we're still, it's still the call. Yeah. This is when it gets introduced for the, for the very first time. So let's start with that idea of who is the one asking. And, and you'll see that spot on your on your study guide, um, verses one through nine. It's a really long introduction, but I, it almost makes me think, Oh, who needed each of those reminders mm-hmm. in verses one through nine? Yeah, what was their story? Right. That, yeah. that for example, is that who needed to know that he's the great I am? Mm. Who needed to know that he's the beginning and the end? Who needed to know that he's the one who looks on the wide expanse of eternity and knows all things that are present before him? Oh, that's one of my favorite parts. I love when he says in verse two, let me remind you who I am. I know all things. And everything is present before my eyes, which that's me, right? And that's you. But he looks down and he's like, listen, you are just present right before my eyes. And I know everything about what's happening. I know you're worried about what you're going to do with your farm. I know you feel like you just barely got here and now someone's asking you to move again. I know that you've got little tiny ones and you're not sure how they're going to make the journey. I love that all of those things are present for him and he still is like and this is the right thing for you to do right now and i love that because in conference when we get those invitations right like the one we just barely finished go through and start gathering the promises to covenant israel i love that he's like and i know you only have five minutes a day that's okay and i know you might have two hours a day because you're retired and you have no children living at your house and you do that, right? I love that he's like, I'm gonna look at you individually at your circumstance and see what your needs are, but I'm gonna tell you, you can still do this thing. Yeah, Um, there's a repeat of that, which I love in verse seven, a similar idea. I say unto Mm -hmm. you again, my eyes are upon you I am in your midst and you cannot see me. Mm. I think that's interesting that this is a, a time when he just says, like, I'm also recognizing that I see you even though you might not be able to see me. 
and I'm here with you, even though that might not always be obvious. Um, That's so good. There's references you'll notice in 4 and 5. Now it'll make more sense coming off of Moses 7. He's like, and I'm the God of Zion and Enoch, the mm-hmm. one who took them into my presence. Like the one you just read about. <laughs> Um, who helped bring that about? That is, that's who I am. Who I am also. Yeah, but if I did it for them, I'm capable of doing it also for you. And I love the hint of that promise. You can go throughout this chapter, and I bet you'll find lots of different um, uh, reasons. We put one, two, three, four, five, six, five or six in this section of why gather to Ohio. He does give some reasons here that are going to be a little bit mysterious and they're not going to know how they're going to play out. But we just thought we would highlight some of the ones that that we see um, as you go through this. What What is the purpose of, of gathering together? One of them, this is all in you, 38. Before you even jump into those, let's start in 13 um, and just come off what you were just talking about. It's so fun to see this reference to oh, yeah, Enoch yeah. and the city of Enoch as we're going through this part. Particularly interesting coming off the last conference for us because you might remember the city of Enoch was actually mentioned, that story of Enoch and Moses, four different times in our last conference, which I thought was really intriguing that we maybe could find a lot of similarities in our time and in our life in that story if we were to look. And the same was true for them back then. This kind of became their call or their... um, what's the pattern to look to? It became this Moses 7. And there's a really interesting dynamic that happens right here because in Moses 7, 21, one of my favorite parts of this, Enoch starts with a really wicked community, which is so interesting to me. It wasn't like everyone was lukewarm. It was like things were falling apart everywhere. And he brings that group of people up until they're finally lifted up into heaven with God. And it tells us in verse 21, and it came to pass, Moses 7, verse 21, it came to pass that the Lord showed unto Enoch all the inhabitants of the earth, and he beheld, and lo, Zion, in process of time, was taken up into heaven. And I love that thought, that it doesn't happen overnight. We don't become Zion overnight. In process of time, the Lord is going to work with us. Every day better is what he's saying. It's just, it's going to happen in process of time, which should give us a lot of comfort and a little bit more enthusiasm, maybe yeah, for like, yeah. I, I can do it in process of time. Now, they would have just read this part of that story. And I think it's interesting that the Lord is going to use those three words now to tell them why they need to leave where they are. He tells them in verse 13, and now I show unto you a mystery a thing which is had in secret chambers to bring to pass even your destruction in process of time, and ye knew it not. And I love that as we were talking about from 37 when he says, here is wisdom, let every man choose for himself until I come. This is your choice. In process of time, Zion, or in process of time, destruction. And what's going to be the the thing that keeps them safe and protected is actually listening to the prophet and following the counsel of the Lord through him, which I think is so interesting because this is going to be a process of time. This getting to the gathering place and safety is going to be a process of time. And I like that the Lord is letting this group of people know 
he's okay with things that take time, but also that one way or the other, you're going to reach either Zion or destruction in process of time. And I, I'm also liking the idea of that this is a call to um, rise above like the natural man, mm. to rise above like the, the natural result of fallen nature is going to be destruction. You are being called out of that. You are, be, you are going to be given power to overcome all of those those things. And it might even be worth actually mentioning, do you still have Moses 7 or yeah, is it gone? so easy. Just that description of Zion that comes a couple verses before that, 18. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, and the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and one mind and dwelt in righteousness and there was no poor among them. I, I think you're just going to see those themes throughout all of um, section 37 and 38. And so I, I just thought it'd be important to, to see that right there. But let's look yeah, at... Yeah, in fact, they might want to... You might want to just put that footnote that right in your journal, Why Gather to mm -hmm. Ohio. It might be really fun to put Moses 7, 18, and 21 right there so that you can remember something similar is happening. Yeah. Here. And I, I don't think I noticed this until just a, two years ago, maybe, how central... Um, this concept was in Joseph's mind and heart for the rest of his ministry. Mm -hmm. Just how he really is very similar to the way the present Nelson is so focused on gathering and um, Zion, that whole Israel and Zion concept. Like it, he ne it never left him. He never left the idea of 718, Moses 718 is our end game. That is where we are trying to get, right? That's our, that's our goal. Is. And you love that it starts so early, yeah. right? It just starts right here at the very beginning. It's fun to go through and just look, and maybe we can just read to you some of the things that we pulled out in these verses, Why Gather to Ohio. Yeah, uh, start in verse 16. This is on your list here, th these verses. And these are just some of them. One, this is an answer to prayers, the prayers of the poor. Um, this is in response to a need that, he, that, that they are asking for. Verse 18 a promise of greater riches than you even are enjoying. Yeah, and a land of promise. You just love the hint of that. And yeah, particularly if you've been studying this last six months, the promises to covenant Israel. I, when I read sections 37 and 38 six months ago, I would not have seen how much covenant Israel language is in mm, that's 38. So true. Like it is all over. I would almost say... 38 is, it's like, it's, it's a callback to the same words and language that God used with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you love that that's how he introduces himself in 38. It's like, let me remind you, I am the great I am. I am, I know the end from the beginning. Like he's introducing himself to this group of saints the same way he introduced himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. This is the God I am, the same God who made these same promises before. Yeah, somebody who is really adept in the Old Testament and the covenant language of the Old Testament would come into section 38 and be so shocked. Mm -hmm. They would read it and be like, do you know, <laughs> this is like just dripping with yeah. that covenantal language. Um, here's another one. Verse, oh, look in 20. This shall be my covenant with you, a mm -hmm. land of inheritance, children forever um, of posterity, power over your enemy in verse 31, that you may escape the power over your enemy, which is a great promise to covenant Israel. 
Um, this is a place he says in 32, wherefore, for this cause, I gave unto you the commandment that you should go to the Ohio. And there I will give unto you my law. Spoiler, that's going to come in section 42. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to give unto you my law. And there also you will be endowed with power from on high. They do not know what that means. Some of you listening do. <laughs> um, and then he says, this is really rad in 33. And from thence, from that gathering place, you, I will send you out among all nations. And that's what um, we talked about last week, that harbor where everybody just, that missionary program just took off. Right. And and that is the obligations of covenant Israel, right? We talk about the promises, but then the obligations of it is I will then take this rescue into, into all the world. And so he really is establishing this little, just scruffy group of saints, you know, this like just barely young. They're all young. Yes. They're all just like, and he is, he is reestablishing them as the modern house of Israel is what he is doing. It's so right awesome. Here. And it's interesting because it kind of is going to send these shock waves out. And we love looking at the response of all of the people of like, what is the response to this edict that comes in the middle of this conference? Edict. Wow. Isn't that what it was? Well, I just felt like that's so fancy. I really, I feel like <laughs> I hope... Moving to Ohio is more than just like, I'm going to build a farm down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope President Nelson gave us an edict over a general okay, well, conference. So what fun. if he did, everyone? Well, he probably will. Surprise. Um, so some of our favorite responses is Emma's and the Colesville Ranch, which you probably want to talk about because you love them, and Lucy, Max Smith. Um, but Emma, it's interesting, was expecting twins when she said farewell to her parents. And then she never sees them again for the rest of her life. So, like, this is going to be, that's why it's an edict. Because mm -hmm. this is like sacrificing everything you have in order to follow the prophet. And these words that are coming from the Lord, which we want to keep that in mind. Because the prophet is going to speak them, but the Lord is going to ask them. And I think that's important. Yeah, even some of the, um, this is from Newell Knight, who um, you may remember, or we're going to put on our Instagram, yes. a story about him, the first miracle of the restoration, uh, that's what Joseph called it. So you could count a lot of things miracles, but um, happened with Newell Knight, and you can watch that story on Instagram, but this is from his account where he says, there were some divisions when Joseph said what he said. Some would not receive it. Some said that he had invented it to deceive them. They're like, oh, this is just coming from him, which is, I mean, I just want to say to them, just look at the facts for a second. Mm -hmm. Do you see this man who has a wife pregnant with twins, who is saying goodbye to her family? Like, I what benefit is coming to him yes. from doing something like this? But And then he says this. I love this part. Well, and especially because they'd already lost the baby. Uh, so They're just going to leave his the, grave the thought, spot? You and know? the thought of taking his wife who nearly died from that baby, like, I don't think In he's, winter. This is January. Check yeah, the dates. Doing it's things January. that are rash. I think he's like, this is what we have to do yeah. now. I love Newell Knight right here. And I love this line maybe 17 times more <laughs> than I used to because we went, mm -hmm. when we went to Joseph Knight's home, we got a chance to go across the street and, and the lady showed us, the, the the owner there now, showed us the original property of the Knights. And it is gorgeous. And well, they would have seen it. You would have seen it 
in the video last week. It's just beautiful. There's a stream that runs through and a pond down there. And yeah, and there's that, there's that pond, the pickerel pond that's like 30 acres big. And it's that deep, deep blue water. Mm. And it's so pretty. It seriously is so beautiful. And this is what Newell Knight said. Having returned home together with the Colesville branch, we began to make preparations. We bade adieu to all that we held dear. Oh. And they just came and they were just like, okay. Now, we mentioned that you're going to start seeing some temple theme here and some covenant theme and some Israel theme. Right here, you're, we're, we're starting to see a, a connection between the law of obedience and the law of sacrifice. That generally, we sacrifice because of our obedience. And he's, the Lord is introducing to them, like, this is what it means to be covenant Israel. Mm-hmm. You love that as they heard that call, those um, 67 saints from Colesville helped each other prepare and they determined to travel together in one company until they got there. So you see that obedience and sacrifice, but you also see consecration right. coming in. And, and remember, we're thinking about the city of Enoch. That's what they would have just studied, this little group of faithful saints. And I love that they're like, we'll, we are going to go with one heart. And with one mind, that's how we're going to And I want to know all the stories. Like, I want to know who was going to have a really hard time selling their stuff. And Mm -hmm. they were going to be a week delayed. And the rest of them said, we are waiting for you. We're all going to do this together. Yeah. Like, that is so awesome. It makes you want to, like, look at your ward community and say, how could we do better right here? Uh, How do we make the Colesville branch right here in our ward? It's so funny that you say that because I, like... um, I, I had just gone to church and everyone was in their masks and, you know, and the song, no one has their hymn book. And so only like 10 people are singing. And I just left and I was like, wah, wah. Like I was like, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, sometimes church is so church, you know, and Caleb was a nightmare during it. And it just, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, he just hates going to church now. Like every week it's like, oh, like it's a regret telling him, you know, it's like, <laughs> we're going to real life church today. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, anyways, it was just one of those, you know, where it was just like, I, and I, I wanted to say like, oh, church sometimes is like, ugh. but then we had our dear friend and neighbors um, lose their little baby and, and then to watch everybody rally you know around them and i said to jenny i was like this is church like what's happening right here mm-hmm. like just that you know that that's that's what this the gathering's about that's what yeah. community faith and that's why we about. show up on sunday is so you know the people who are going to show up at your door on those days right yeah yep. so it's that and, building kingdom community that becomes so important and isn't it neat that throughout this, I noticed this today as I was rereading it, that the Lord uses the church, not, he talks about the church, not as organization, but as the people. Mm. Like throughout these sections, yeah. it's kind of neat to see that. We love the story of Lucy Max Smith. Yeah, we wrote it this. at the top of here, so we absolutely would not forget yeah, because she's you, your oh, hero. We love it so much. Should we warn people that they might end up having another baby after this and naming it Lucy yes. because of how much they love this story? <laughs> just, I'm just yes, warning you. We love you. it so much. Um, so Lucy's going to prepare to come over to Ohio, and she's coming. Um, Hiram and Joseph Sr. and Joseph 
leave early. They go early. So Lucy's going to have to come by herself with uh, this group of saints. Yeah, gonna come. Joseph Sr. got into like some legal trouble and people were trying to keep him in New York with like false accusations and stuff. So they, they had to get out and leave. So she's just going to come on her own. And as they were getting the company together, Brother Humphreys, who was the oldest man, um, Lucy was like, why don't you lead the group? And he declined. I love when he's like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone was like, we're just going to do what Mother Smith says, which lets you know right off the bat a little bit about her personality, right? Yeah. Because who's going to lead 55 people all the way to Ohio? And for some reason, everyone just felt like she'd be great at it. So they, they get going and she's going to be in charge. And, and they, if you want to look at the maps in the back of your of you know the Doctrine and Covenants, um, you're going to see they're going to just take that Erie Canal, mm-hmm. I mean the little canal that they built, over to Lake Erie, and they're going to just boat down Lake Erie. That's kind of the plan. And then they get to um, this place where the ice Buffalo, yeah, yeah where it, the ice just freezes over, and that little where they're traveling down, they're stuck there, and they're stuck there for days. And Lucy finally goes ashore. She's going to try and find a place where the people who are sick and with um, little children could go and just sleep indoors for just a second while they're waiting for the ice to pass. And everyone says she's not going to be able to find someone there. But she finds a fine, cheerful old lady who gives her board in exchange for the gospel, which I think is so awesome. And so Lucy stays up until two in the morning, just teaching her about the church. I I am thinking to myself, okay, Lucy's in charge of 55 people on the boat. She gets off the boat. She searches all over until she finds this lady. She probably gets all those moms and those sick little babies settled in the house. Can you imagine how exhausted she is? Like, we just had 14 people at our house for Christmas, because we moved Christmas, everyone. And my kids last night were teasing me that I couldn't keep my eyes open, and it had been four days. <laughs> just four days. That's it. And you love that till two in the morning, she's going to just teach about the gospel so that those people can stay there. And then I love this, too. She considered herself an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. I just want you to think about that for a minute. Because she didn't consider herself an ambassador for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I love that she considered herself an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ, which is so important. I love that she was going to lead with Jesus Christ first. Then people are going to say, what church do you belong to? And then all of a sudden, she's going to start talking about this faith community. And I just love that's that's who she was. That's what she did. Um, She was frustrated by people who wouldn't live as ambassadors, both for the Lord and that they were Latter-day Saints. In fact, um, Thomas Marsh told Lucy when she wouldn't keep her faith secret, you will be mobbed before morning if you keep telling people about your faith in this church. And she said to him, mob it is then, for we shall sing and attend to prayers before sunset, mob or no mob. I love that she's just like, this is what my religion looks like. This, and this five is foot nothing little woman, by the way, yep. just with all the spunk of the universe. She says, it says this, Lucy opened her mouth and it was filled with song, with the good word of God, and with reproof in season. <laughs> Who wanted to see Lucy just telling people this is the way it's going to be? She left boat captains and deckhands, the women at the boarding house, and a man on the shore all wanting more. 
of the testimony that flowed from her. And when I re read this part just barely, I was like, I want to write that phrase somewhere in my um, home. Just you leave people wanting more of that testimony. Don't you love that all wanting more? Because that's how she lived. Well, and because because Jesus always has more. So mm. if you've really taught him, it naturally will leave people like just intrigued and like, wait, because yes. it's just like this endless well oh, of, you know, good. So good. I love this. Um, I, let me see who wrote this. Uh, she predicted that if her company would unitedly call upon God to break the ice, as sure as the Lord lives, it shall be done. And it happened just as she said. Though the ice quickly closed together again and everyone else was left in Buffalo. Only her ship got to go through so that when we arrived at Fairport, we read in the papers news of our own death. This is what they all said. <laughs> so that Fairport is where we were last time where you saw that. Like, that's where they landed. It was such a close call because it was blocked with ice and all of a sudden it just opened. And the reports say the buckets that were hanging on the side of the ship fell off. That's how much they scraped the mm -hmm. ice as they got through. And then it just and it closed up and then they made it. But when they got to that fairport, the papers had said they sunk and they died. And so she was like, yeah, so we read about our own death in it's the paper. so awesome. I love this line. Neither death, hell, or the devil could deter Mother Smith. Don't mm. you love that thought of that? Um, when I was just a young mother, um, I had Caleb for sure. I maybe had Josh. And my cute grandma, Margie, who I love, was called as the Relief Society president in her ward. And she served as that Relief Society president. And in my mind, I just love to imagine her as a Lucy Max Smith. Mm. She just was a goer and a doer. In fact, while she was the Relief Society president, she would have been in her 70s at the time. And they talked about a council that had taken place that morning um, with the elders quorum and the high priest's quorum, because we still had those then, and the members of the bishopric, they were assigning out for everyone to go shovel walks. And the bishop looked at his watch and then said, uh, we won't have to worry about Berkeley Street. Margaret will have already taken care of that. <laughs> that is what kind of woman that she was. And, I love her. Um, when they decided to release the Relief Society presidency after they had served, they released them. He, the bishop told him he was releasing them. And then within the week, called my grandma Margie back into his office and recalled her again as the Relief Society president. And she got all new counselors. But during that time, they had a, a Relief Society activity. And she made these for all of the sisters in her ward. This quote from Lucy Max Smith. And this has hung in every home I have ever lived in my entire married life. I love the thought of what this teaches. Lucy said this, we must cherish one another, watch over one another, comfort one another, and gain instruction that we may all sit down in heaven together. And this has become like the call of my life is this quote. That is exactly how I feel. That's who I want to be is that person that says, Let's just cherish, cherish each other and watch over each other and comfort each other and find places where we can instruct each other to become better and why? So that we will all of one heart and of one mind and every one of us together, not leaving anyone behind, reach heaven together. And that thought of just sitting down 
together. It hints at that no empty chairs. You mm-hmm. know, you just think Mother Smith was a, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to take as many as I can with me when I go. Deckhands and captains yep, and, and people on the shore. Yep. And, <laughs> I'm just going to take and, everyone. And whoever it is. And, and we left a little box there that you might think to yourself, who, for who and in what way could I do that? Because that is, there's no single way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. everyone's story so is so it's different. Be there principle. And, that, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, on. that be there principle of just showing up and not letting anything stop you and taking as many with you as you can. I just love the thought of that. Um, this section right here that's like what is required that we have there is just where you see those same principles in this section 38. And you know what I want to do really quick right now? Because when you had me do this before, I was like, oh, we got to do this again. Look how interesting if you read this Moses seven eighteen, And yeah. the Lord called his people Zion because they were of one heart and one mind and dwelt in righteousness and there was no poor among them. And if you pull these five verses, read what they are. It's they're the, so good. They're the same. Verse 19, seek this with all your heart. 24, esteem your brother as yourself. Verse 27, be one. Verse 35, look to the poor and the needy and administer to their relief that they shall not suffer. 39, seek and anticipate the riches that will come and be aware of pride. Beware of pride that could come and break all of that up. They, they yeah, are, it's, it's Zion the same principles. Thing. Oh, I love that part so much. So then we're going to watch it happen in one man. I love this. Yeah. At the very end, we're just going to kind of watch what does this moment look like in the heart of one man. We saw it in Emma. We saw it in the Colesville branch. We saw it in Lucy. So he's a man in his section. He <laughs> has two man. sections. <laughs> well, you know, I knew a girl named James. Um <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Section 39 and 40 are his two sections. And we don't know too much about him um, because he will event, he'll walk away in Section 40. But James Colville, he was a really powerful Methodist preacher. Um, and so uh, we're not discounting all of the great good that, that he was doing and gathering people to Jesus. And, and you'll see right here, well, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. But he just reminds us a lot of Sidney Rigdon. They just mm. were. Re- they they just were a gatherer. They were passionate. They they knew the Bible. They loved Jesus. They just were these like men who were very similar to each other. Like and they that. both get the same promise. From so the Lord. many of their words from the Lord to both yeah. of them are the are the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and for and and you may well we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think I said that twice. I'm not <laughs> even going to... Yeah. Now we can't wait. Well, I keep wanting to jump into this, like oh, yeah. what could have been. Yes. <laughs> and so I, I promise it's coming. But um, he calls him. The Lord has a call for James Colville. And James's response is, I will do whatever God says because I want to be involved in the restoration. And all throughout this um, section 39 is kind of the call to him. I've looked upon your works and I know you and I have a greater work for you to do. Don't let the cares of the world choke you out. Only a preacher who knew the Bible really well would know the references, you know, to the the sower parable yeah. that are that are coming in here. So he's really talking to a preacher, you know, in this. I've prepared you. I my re- just all of these great things, um, but there is this one um, difference with one little word in section thirty nine and in section forty. If you look in section nine verse, I mean, excuse me, section thirty-nine, verse eight, it says, "Verily I say unto you, thine heart is now right before me at this time." 
But then that's on January the 5th, and you go over to January the 6th on for section 40, and verse 1 says, Behold, the, ser- the heart of my servant James Colville was right before me. And something happened in between the 5th and the 6th when his heart is right before him and then his heart was right before him and and something happens and James Colville walks away from the call. This call to something greater or or bigger or uniquely fit to James Colville. And I just think it's really important that I don't think the Lord's mad at him, you know, Um, but rather it's almost this like, oh, do you know what could have been? Do you know what I had in store for you? Do you know what I had for your sake? And and we love that little cloud box of just like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what he was calling him to. And you'll notice once again, if you look at this list of the verses that are that are in there, I don't know if you have a, a favorite one in there or not, but they really are promises to covenant Israel mm-hmm. again. The power that will be upon you, he says in 39, 12, also that idea of like, I will be with you and mm-hmm. I will go before your face. I love that part. 13, you are called to labor in my vineyard, to build up my church and bring forth Zion that it may flourish. You get to be a part of this Zion cause, a cause that is looking out for people and watching over people. Mm-hmm. And I can almost hear the Lord saying, I promise you the greatest thrill of your life will be in that work of healing and gathering and restoring people. And so it just he just had this oh, chance to be I a part the, of this. You gotta say the one, a blessing such as is not known. That's what was in store for him. Uh let's tell him it's not supposed to be forty five at the end. Oh yeah, it's four through five. Again, one more. <laughs> Sorry, I just got I really wanted there to be forty five verses and the Lord only wanted there to be twenty four. But um four through five on there where he just says, I, I wanna give you the power to become my son. Um, to receive me, that's covenant language, right? Because we talk about, wait, how can you become a son of God if you already are one? It's like, oh, that language is from the Old Testament of power to become mm. one of my sons, which means an heir to all of my promises and, and all that I am is what that is referring to. And so it's like, oh, there, so I mean, you'll live a good life. I'm mm. so sure. But we love comparing just James and Sydney with each yeah. other and just seeing like they both were called and and Sydney had to give up a lot. Uh, I think we talked about his story at the field trip, but mm-hmm. it's been 25 years, so I can't remember. But, I, <laughs> you know, and, and his wife, I loved, remember yeah. when his, his wife just says back, like, I've been with you in poverty before and uh, I've counted the cost and, and I'm, I'm ready to give it again, you know, mm-hmm. for the cause of Christ. And, and I love that this lesson wants to come right on the heels of our own conference, right? They had yeah. theirs in 38, but I love that ours is going to come right on the heels of our own conference. And it makes me think to myself, what is the ask going to be in April 2021? What is it going to be? And where are we going to be called to rise up and do something in process of time? And and what will that look like? And will we accept the call and will we move forward, you know, with our faith community and and do the things that are asked of us in 2021, just like they were doing in 1831, um, that the work is going to go forward and Zion is going to be built up and we each get to be part of building that kingdom. If we say yes, if our heart is right 
before God. Yeah, and I just love to think that it is going to be that same cause again, mm-hmm. but it'll just the logistics of it will be a little bit different, but the heart and soul of it is the same and I just somehow from January 5th to January 6th he moved from is to was. But it just makes me think then maybe from January mm-hmm. 6th to January 7th he can move from was to is. So wherever you are right now when that call comes Whatever our heart is like today, it can be different mm. tomorrow, you know, yeah. and we can be a part of it. Oh, so. so good. Okay, we'll see you next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.